Welcome to the Agape in Action podcast, a podcast about genuine compassion and justice for our neighbors near and far. A relevant conversation that will challenge the way you embrace the life you were meant to live. Now, here are your hosts, Holly Flood and Robbie Jones. Well, hello and welcome to Agape in Action. I am Holly. And I'm Robbie. And it is so good to have you with us today. So our word for today is comfort. What a great word. Yes. Most of us need that, um, especially in this time of year and this kind of a season we've just kind of come through. And for those of us on the East Coast, um, we've kind of gone through um, Hurricane Florence and we've um, been through that. And so um, we'll talk about that today. But yeah, comfort is um, something that each of us need to learn to receive and to give. Yeah. Yeah. You know, receiving it, a lot of times we um, we try to keep people away. I got this and that kind of But truly, um, I think God puts people in our lives to bring um, comfort to us in times of uh, difficulty. And there's a lot of types of comfort that each of us need. Yeah, you know, when I think, this, this probably sounds kind of funny, but when I think of the word comfort, you know, we talk about a comforter, right? right. Meaning the actual blanket, right? Yes, yes. There is something amazing to me on a cold day when I'm laying on my couch and I have a comforter on me. It is really comforting because yes. it kind of, it protects you. It shields you obviously from the cold, but it's almost like someone wrapping their arms around you and just holding you tight in a moment when you need to be held. And I, I'm sure that's why they call it a comforter. But I always, when I hear the word comfort, I, I see that, I visualize that, and I think about the importance of in the middle of whatever situation it is, just to have that feeling of comfort and that, that I, peace. I've got a word for you, Holly. Okay. You? Okay. Um, the older you get, the more that comforter is going to be needed. And I've got news for you. Um, the older, older you get, the, the more cold and uh, it kind of gets to your bones. You've heard that chill to your bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, keep, you may need more than one. If you're at your age, as young as you are, and you need a comforter, um, I can promise you, you may need two as you get older. <laughs> you know, my friend and I, we used to joke and say, you know, some days we would both go home and we would, you know, she would go to her house, I would go to my house and we send each other messages say, are you bashing the couch? That's what we called it, yeah, bashing the couch. Right. Because it really was comforting to yes. be there with that comforter. And now I know I probably should invest in the second one just yeah, so I know I'm good to go. Do. If you need one now, you'll need, you'll need two later. I promise. Uh, especially as winter gets ready to come our way. Yeah. But um, yeah, comfort is, is really something that I think God uh, it puts in us for um, so many people, um, you know, that are going, you know, life, sometimes life is just hard. Yeah. And I think we need to realize that people are, you know, dealing with stuff and that, um, you know, Jesus said this, I've got to go away, but I'll not leave you comfortless. He sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us. And I believe the Holy Spirit's in each of us that who believe on him and that we need to, um, reach out and comfort some our neighbors and our friends and our communities would be a lot better off if we would not criticize and point out faults but yet um, comfort because a lot of times people act out because they're hurting yeah and we need to um, we need to comfort one another 
And you just mentioned one scripture um, and a promise from the Lord that we can hold to hold on to in terms of comfort. But there is another one in the Beatitudes. Yeah. And that's a series we've been doing at church um, this month on the Beatitudes. Yeah. One of my favorite is the one that says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. It's something that's really been on my heart. Yeah, let me let me just say this, and I hope those that are listening to us would, would hear what we're trying to um, convey today. You know, grieving is a very important part of our lives. People learning to grieve the right way is healthy. Um, it's not a lack of faith. You know, I think there's been a lot of preaching, a lot of teaching, you know, don't show your emotions, you know, don't let anybody know your, don't confess that you're hurting and those kinds of things. And I really believe that what, that's been such a detriment to the kingdom is because really um, it puts away our feelings and God gave us emotions. We, we've been created in the image of God. And one of my favorite verses um, is the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. It, uh, we understand that you know, Jesus had emotions. And, um, you know, dealing, especially my position, seeing people grieve and then watching them try to um, hide it. Mm-hmm. Let me just say it that way, hide it. And uh, not learning to grieve properly is um, really not healthy to a lot of people. So I would hope those that are listening today that you would um, understand that may, and this could be something, it doesn't have to be death um, of a friend or family member. It could, it could be a relationship, it could be you know, a marriage, it could be you know, a child that may not be you know, behaving exactly the way you, know, you had dreamed. Um, a lot of our, our hopes and maybe um, you know, wishes and dreams that we've had in life have kind of just fallen apart. And you need to learn to grieve that some of those things that have, um, you know, that hurt, that yeah. really hurt in life. You mentioned um, in the scripture where it says Jesus wept, which we all know is the, or most of us know, is the shortest scripture in the Bible. Right. I remember when I was a kid, um, we went through this stage at my church and I was really young, like less than 10 years old. And they would make the children get up and recite a Bible verse. And you would always get in trouble if that's the one you recited because it was the shortest one and they felt like you were being lazy. But I think what they sort of, you know, in their humanity, so I'm not saying anything bad about it. I think they missed the point that even though it's only two words, there is so much power in that statement because he he did weep and his friend Lazarus was there. But it was the you know, there were people who did not have the faith he was going to come in and and heal and raise Lazarus from the dead. But just Lazarus was his friend. And so that's where we find that when Jesus arrives at Lazarus's tomb and the professional mourners out, are out there because they, they had professional mourners. They're out there and everybody's grie- grieving and um, weeping. And then Jesus shows up on the scene and he weeps. Right. But he also moves into action. And then once he moves into action, he begins to call Lazarus out of the grave. And he comes back to life. But there is so much power in those words because we can look and say, if our Lord wept, when you say it's okay to weep and it's okay to mourn. And I think about, you know, um, one thing I've learned in my research is in Jewish culture, they really do have a grief and mourning period. Right. It's seven days typically. And if you're, as I would say, important, like Moses and Aaron, 
there was a 30 day period so that people could really fully go through that process of mourning. And so it's not really good for us to tell people, get over it, let it go. God doesn't want you to, to mourn. Sure, certainly he doesn't want you to stay in that place of right. mourning for the rest of your life. But there is room for us to mourn. And look, the Bible says there's a time and a season for everything. And when you read that scripture, you see that there, there's like a time for in each, each one. It's a time for something good and a time for something bad. If you go to each and every one of those verses, you see that there's a time. And it does say there's a time for, you know, being born. There's a time to die. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for joy. There's a time for all of these things. And so God recognizes it. And I like to say Christ understands because we read in the Bible that he wept just like we weep. Well, you know, Holly, um, we've just kind of come through on the East Coast, um, a lot of our family and friends with Hurricane Florence. Um, in fact, I was um, on my way to Oklahoma City for uh, a meeting and uh, turned around and came home because we really thought the um, you know, Hurricane Florence was going to potentially hit you know, the Hampton Roads area. Uh-huh. You know, the governor um, issued a state of emergency for our, our area. And so I, I just felt like I needed to be uh, home instead of, you know, 1,300 miles away. And um, a lot of, and we're thankful, we're thankful in Hampton Roads that it really did not um, hit us. But a lot of our neighbors, a lot of our friends, um, I know a lot of people connected to our church. Um, I've seen some videos of, family members um, in North Carolina and South Carolina. They've just been hammered by uh, the storm. Matter of fact, I think uh, we read this morning where 32 people have lost their lives now because of this, uh, you know, this hurricane. And um, I know that we have, I have some friends that have a feeding center and they, uh, it's a portable feeding center, it's a tractor trailer that they pull where there's tragedies and where there's devastation like what's happening now. And they're feeding people in that area. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people mourning today. Yeah. Um, they're mourning property. Uh, some of the videos that I have seen really um, just shocked me when you see the flooding and you see, you know, what's happened to their homes. And... Um, and so I guess, you know, why we're, we're talking about this today is that because, you know, we've just experienced it here on the East Coast. And um, I think it's just, it's okay to grieve with our family. It's okay to, you know, to mourn things that, um, that you know, really devastate us. And um, I think helping people get through that process is um, one of the greatest things that we can do as, as a church, as believers, um, and let people understand that they can come through um, situations and, and mourn, and mourn properly. And uh, to know that if we do mourn properly, that God has given us um, a word that they will be comforted. You mentioned the, the number, and even that number 32, probably even by the time, unfortunately, we finish recording this podcast, that number will increase. Right. Um, and certainly not to minimize what we've gone through, but I'll mention at the same time, there was a, a typhoon in the Philippines where I think more than 40 people um, died there. There was a tornadoes in Richmond, and I think at least one person died there. 
there's a lot going on around us. And, you know, one of the, I think one of the most heart wrenching stories for me, um, and no life is, is more valuable or less valuable than another, but there was a one year old baby outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, who was literally swept out of his mother's arms and swept away. And they, um, they found his body a couple of days later. And when we talk about that permission to mourn and to grieve, you know, I think about that mother. And maybe that's the, the, the woman in me. But I think sure. about that mother and, you know, people may try to go to her and say, oh, your baby is an angel now and your baby's in heaven. And all of those things are great and they're wonderful. But the mother doesn't want an angel. No. She doesn't want her baby in heaven. And, and I can say this because I was in the room um, with a family member who had a baby that was stillborn. Wow. We lost the baby literally like right before she was born. And I remember standing there being in the room when the baby, right before the baby came and the nurse came to me and she gave me a pamphlet and she said, I want you to read this and make sure you read it. And I read it. And when I looked at it, it said, these are the do's and the don'ts. You don't tell this person that their baby is an angel because they do not want an angel. Angels right. are great, but that's not what they want. They want their child living alive, breathing well in that moment. And so I think sometimes we say things because we feel like it's the right thing to say. And we feel like that's the comfort, but it's it's almost false comfort. It is. You know, that sure is great to encourage a person and and sit there and love on them and and pour out on them. But sometimes people just want someone, when I talked about the comforter earlier and wrapping your wrapping it around you, they just want someone to love on them. Right. Sometimes we don't have the answers and the right words to say. And so I think it's better to be quiet than to say something like that because that can be hurtful in that moment. I cannot imagine what that mother in Charlotte, North Carolina is going through today. No. Her one year old, her baby, who was swept out of her arm. She could there was nothing nothing she could have done in that moment because it was too it was more powerful than she was. And she has to go through her mourning and her grief period. And it's going to be more than 7 days, it's going to be more than 30 days. And I I think that, you know, I just wanted to come back and say that I know you made that point that we do have to go through that process. Right. We have to allow ourselves to go through that process. Because otherwise, we never will heal. That's the key. What, what you just said, that's the key. Because God doesn't want us to spend, he, even this mother with the grief, she will always have an emptiness mm -hmm. and a missing of that child. But God doesn't not, you know, he doesn't want her to not be healthy for the rest of her life. And she may need counseling. She may need, um, and I'm sure she will, she needs some people to get around her and love on her and to embrace her, to help her um, realize that, you know, life's got to go on, but the only way she can move forward is to really grieve this process. And, and I think the reason we're talking about this today, Holly, is because so many people that are listening to us have had things tragic in their lives, and they've never really been healed of it. And I'm finding more and more people. Um, I, I know in, in this series that we've been talking about, so many people have come up to me and have uh, shared. Um, I'll give you another story. I don't call names, of course, but you know, a, a lady shared with me that you know, she just learned that her father, her biological father, that she had not seen for years and years and years, um, just got word that he passed away. Mm. And um, 
she never had the opportunity to, to reconcile the situation. So, you know, what, in just listening to her, and, you know, I, I wasn't giving her, you know, these great words of wisdom. Sometimes you just need to be a sounding board. Sometimes you need to let people express their grief and their hurt. But, you know, one of the things that um, I could tell is that she was grieving the right way. She was going through the process, and it is a process. Maybe that's the thing that we're trying to help people who are listening to us today to understand. There are things in life you will never have an answer to. There are things in life you will never be able to figure out, and sometimes you just there are things that you got to put on God in God's hands and learn to just go through the process. And grieving is, is part of the process. Yeah. But, you know, back to that scripture I mentioned earlier, I think where we find, where we find hope is Christ said that you're blessed. Yes. Because a lot of times when we're, we've been through something that will make us grieve and mourn, we feel like we've been cursed. Right. So Christ says to us, we're blessed in that process because he will give us comfort through right. it. And I think that's the where we find sort of the, the hope that we know even in those darkest moments, he will literally step into our situation and pull, help pull us through with his comfort, with his peace. He will do it. And I think that's where we have to, you know, we find, like I said, we find that hope where we can sort of begin to turn the corner so that we don't stay, you know, in that place. And, you know, I remember one time when I was grief stricken, um, it's been a couple of times that that has happened in my life. And for me, it was mostly at the loss of loved ones. Right. Um, I remember when I was in my very early 20s and I had been walking with the Lord for some years. And, you know, I thought I had this whole faith thing together. And um, one of my cousins, who was like a big sister to me, she passed away. Um, she had cancer. And we pretty much knew, but I was still praying. I had that childlike faith and I was praying like, God, heal her, heal her, heal her. And she died. And then the very next year, a year, exactly a year later, my aunt died. And then the next year, another cousin who was a big sister to me passed away. And I remember during that time, I was like, God, what is the point? Like, what am I praying for if it's it's going to end up this way anyway? And all three of them died of cancer. Wow. And so and this was in the 90s. So, you know, treatment's better now than it was then. But it didn't matter to me whether sure. the treatment was good or not. I just wanted them to survive. But. I remember when I was having a conversation and I was really, my faith was so shaken during that time, especially over the first one, because when you have your first loss, you just don't know what to do with that. After it's happened a few times, it's still hard, but you can wrap your mind around it a little bit more, I think. But um, I remember talking to the Lord and said, God, why didn't you answer my prayer? Why didn't she live? Like she loved you. She served you. Why couldn't she live? And I remember the Lord in a that still quiet voice saying to me, whose request should I have honored? Wow. You know, and I was like, what do you mean? Whose request should you have answered? And sometime after that, I found out that my aunt had gone to see my cousin in the hospital just before she died. And she sat down beside my cousin's bed. And um, when she sat down, she looked at her. She had all the tubes coming out of her mouth and all of that. She couldn't talk. And so my aunt kind of hung her head down and began to weep. She was already mourning. She was already in grief. And my cousin, who couldn't talk, tapped my aunt's hand and then shook her head no to say to her, don't cry for me. 
And when I heard that story, what I felt the Holy Spirit, the comforter saying to me was, her request was to go home to be with her Lord. My request was to keep her here. And if you're the father, whose request do you honor? Because he loves both of us and we're both his daughter. And then I, in that moment, and it may sound really weird and no one else maybe have ever had God speak to them like this, but that actually comforted me. Because then I realized it was not God denying me or rejecting me. It wasn't any of that. I had an answer from God that comforted me because I then understood that she didn't want to stay in that body. She was really ready to go home to be with the Lord. And I almost felt selfish for a moment. Like I was just trying to hold on to her. But I found comfort in knowing that every word in the Bible is true. Every bit of scripture is true. And so Jesus promised that there was a place that was prepared for her and that he would be there with her. He says that in the word. And that is what God assured me in when she passed away. And that's what the comfort is to to us, is to know that, you know, um, this is is not the end when we see people that that pass. And and, um, we know that there's um, a lot of hurts in in the world. You know, I, I have an opportunity to minister to a lot of people that, have lost jobs, they've lost careers, they've lost you know, their, their dreams. And um, one of the things that I, I've, I take very um, great encouragement with is to watch people realize, you know what, this is just a season for me. Hmm. And, you know, think about this all again. Our life here on the earth is just a season. You know, it, it's just a, a blink of an eye when it comes to eternity. So whatever... You know, and I just want to encourage people that are listening to me. Whatever you're going through, I just want to speak. It's just a season. It's just a season. Um, if you need to grieve it, um, if you need to mourn it, go ahead and mourn it. Get it behind you. Because your future is in the hands of God, and God really does want to bless. As he said, blessed are those that mourn. And so I just feel like that I, I just, maybe I'm speaking directly uh, into somebody's heart and somebody's life that's listening to me today. Realize that, you know, this is not the end of your story. It's just a season. And if you will walk through this grief, you will walk through this mourning, is that God's going to bring you out on the other side. And there is going to be joy again. Because that's the, that's the promise of, of God, is that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, the fullness of God's joy is, is promised to us. And I just believe today that um, we, are not, we, are, we are not to live our lives without hope and without encouragement. And God really does want to give us joy. And so I think it's, you know, as we kind of come through this hurricane, We've listened to all of these tragedies. It seems like it's just one right after another. We're questioning what's happening in the world today. Well, here's what I know. is I know that um, God has promised me today. God has promised he's going to get me through today and not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow, if there are troubles, it'll it'll take care of itself. God's going to be there tomorrow. And this is maybe the last thing that I, I really have to say about this holiday today, is that God has promised this. His grace is sufficient for today. 
today. God will give you the grace to get through today. And so if you need to grieve, grieve. You need to mourn, mourn. And then God's going to bring restoration to your life. And I'm, I just, I believe that. And I just live my life that way every single day. Amen. God's grace is really the answer. It is. And it will carry you through. And God's going to comfort you no matter what you're going through, no matter what you have to grieve. And I, I do have one more thing to say. You know, I've learned this. Not everybody's going to understand your grief because not everybody's going to understand what you're feeling. So when you are hurting, somebody may, you know, people say this, well, just get over it. Well, you can't get over it until you grieve it. And so someone else may never understand your grief and they're not meant to. And don't ask them to step into a situation where they can't fully understand. But you learn to grieve yourself. And then I'll stop. So I, I'll just go back to this point, back to what you were just saying. Mourn, but don't mourn as if there is no hope. That's right. There is hope for you today. God will bring you through it. He loves you. He knows what you're going through. He understands. And I just encourage you to do the same thing I did in the story that I shared I went to God and God was not shaken by my questions, not shaken by my grief. He was not disappointed by any of that. What he did was he poured out his love on me and he kept drawing me closer and closer and closer to himself. And then he answered my, what I thought were my toughest questions. But I realized today they weren't too tough for him. And so he understands and he hears you. He sees you. And he's right there with you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of the Agape in Action podcast today. Don't forget to subscribe and leave Holly and Robbie a review. Find out more about the Agape in Action podcast, their story, and featured guests on Twitter at Agape in Action 18 or by emailing them at agapeinaction18 at gmail.com.